0: Hello and welcome to the Scottish Property Podcast. My name is Stephen Clark, and I'm here with my co-host Nick Ponte. Uh, This is episode number two and we're going to go over goal settings in this episode. Conveniently enough, it's two days into January, it's two days into a new year, it's two days into a new decade, so it feels like the right timing to do goal setting. Now, We both feel as property investors that goal setting is very, very important on your journey. You need to think about the end goal, about what you want to achieve in property to to find your strategy your your path to success and, and how that's going to look like but just as important as to reflect on your previous year and to see where they're aligned with your goals and what you achieved and what you didn't achieve and try and figure out why and possibly rectify it so i'll hand over to you nick what have you had a chance to reflect on your 2019 and what's your process for that Well, hi Stephen, how you doing? Uh, New
1: year, new decade. It's great to be here again on the second episode of the Scottish Property Podcast. And I was having a think back to 2019, and I guess I kind of took my eye off the ball a little bit in terms of my own property investing, it's got to be said. uh, I think predominantly my focus was on uh, building my business, Art Property, which is a sales and lettings business. And because I was part of that business was helping other investors sourcing properties and building their portfolios, my own portfolio did kind of take a bit of a a backseat, so so to speak, but I still did make some progress. So 2019, for me, I managed to add two buy-to-let properties to my own portfolio. Uh, Looking back at my goals, I think I had three written down, so I wanted to have three buy-to-lets added, and so I fell short a wee bit there um in terms of uh flips as you know i like to do the odd flip as well i didn't manage to do any flips last year either um but i guess you know um it's just
0: So just just interrupt a little bit nick do you do you set your goals on units tied to your portfolio or is it on a, a positive cash flow or a yield or how do you like to try and build yours
1: my, to, to be quite honest, I'm not really too technical, Stephen. Like, base, I keep it pretty basic, and really, it started off uh, a couple of years back where I kind of set my, I set up my end vision for my own property investing journey. And for me, I uh, looked at my lifestyle and what I want to achieve out of property. Now, everybody's different. Now, when I mention these figures here, this might not seem very impressive to a lot of people, but for me. Um, I wanted to get to uh, a number of properties where uh, I could basically become uh, financially, I don't like the word financially free, but if I uh, chose not to work, which I probably never will because I'm a bit of a workaholic and I'm building a business and I like the hustle and the grind. But if I did choose to just basically retire early, then I would have enough income generating out of my property portfolio where I could just basically kick back. And for me, uh, I had a figure in my head, my, my head of 6,000 uh, pounds a month, so positive cash flow. Mm-hmm. So 6,000 pounds a month profit. Now, what I did was I kind of walked back and said, well, if, if I need to get 6,000 pounds coming in from the properties, how many properties do I need? In Glasgow, typically uh, a buy-to-let property for me would be cash flowing about 300 pounds uh, a month after all expenses. So from that, obviously, I need 20 20 units. So that's the way I set myself up a few years back. And I'm working towards that goal. And I will hopefully get there. I've set it up for five years from now. So basically, I said, by the time I'm 45, I'm 40 now. So I've got five years to achieve that. Uh, I'm sitting at number eight, property number eight I'm on. So I've still got 12 to go. So if you spread that out over five years... Uh, I guess it's just under three properties a year. So, my goal for this year is to get another three buy to let properties. Uh, What What about yourself, Stephen? That's probably enough about my uh, sort of goals. What about you? How how do you set
0: yourself up for 2020 and a little look back on 2019 as well? Um, Very, very similar to yourself. I'm not very materialistic. I don't really want the flashy lifestyle and the, the Instagram lifestyle and the clothes and stuff like that. So for me it's You're not going for the 10X baby. Nah, not ten. Well maybe ten X. I like to th- I like to kind of think big, I like to try and grow it there. But it's nice to walk before you can run and, and stuff like that. But um yeah, very, very similar. But mine's just taken a lot bit of a a sideways step the last couple of years with things like Clause 24 came in place. So I started to sell off a lot of my properties in my own name. And several limited companies invest them back in limited companies, and I have a limited company set up with another joint venture partner as well, which we're going to add assets to it. So mine's got a lot bit more confusion over the last couple of years, but it's given me. Last year's gave me nice clear clarity um, going forward. I did have target last year, and it was very similar to yourself actually. I had a target amount of units. I moved my investment area from. Fife, I just couldn't find the deals. I wasn't finding many flips or developments. So I went back to looking to add some stuff to my portfolio as well. I hadn't done for a for a one and a half, two years. So um uh, I went to Aberdeen and that's an Aberdeen's a market I know well from kind of briefly visiting university there when I was 18 and um, worked in the oil and gas industry up there. So I'd always pay attention to the market. So I went back there last year and I, I went in to buy portfolios and I'm kind of quite, I wanted to fast track this rather than sell them off and backstep and go back the way and start a limit company. Um, I wanted to try and kind of hit the pain points of the current industry. Stuff like the tax changes, stuff like the new compliance issues and uh, ADS and stuff like that. A lot in landlords I felt were selling off. So rather than buying single units, I was trying to buy multiple units in Aberdeen. So I managed to pick up um, four near the start of the year and the goal for the towards the end of the year was to was to get 10 in total last year but i fell short and only managed to kind of get six and another, another two kind of individuals because the portfolio ones weren't quite going through the two the diligence process and the, the process were a bit, was a bit long-winded and as you can imagine a bit more complex I, to it I
1: guess like there's nothing wrong like like we should say that there's nothing wrong with
0: falling short of your goals is there no well, you know what I mean no and I, I like to try and make them a little bit a uh, 10x a little bit bigger to go well if I do fall short yeah. then at least I've, I've achieved something decent but if, if I'd sat out last year and says I'm going to achieve six properties I might have only achieved three or four whereas I'm thinking I'll, I'll, I'll chuck 10 out there exactly. if I get six well it's, a, it's not bad it was, a, it was a fair attempt but I am quite critical own performance and um, quite pissed off that I never achieved them. <laughs> Another thing, thing that I fell short on last year was I like to pick up one or two flip properties a year, and I picked up a, I did one flip, which was actually two colleges. But the reason why I took the foot of the gas for the flip, so there was meant to have a new build development kicking off, and the planning permission was approved for going in 2019. It was a case of just getting the build more in place and crack on, but we're on it. A couple of issues with uh, surface water. so it's pretty much the latest all year. Mm-hmm. planning and building warrants never approved and we're looking to start in 2020 so that's been pushed out a whole new a whole year so there's another bit of a, a failure on my behalf on 2019 but I think it's important to reflect on the year past and look at your goals and look at where you fell short and what was the reason for them and take a bit of accountability and say well you know how can I focus more on that to make sure that I achieve it for, for next year so uh, here's, that's a where question, here's a question for you
1: Stephen as we're looking back on 2019, so obviously we, we like to reflect and we like to learn from our mistakes. I think that's where um, a lot of people kind of fall into a trap a wee bit as well. Uh, some people don't go and take action because they're, they're afraid and they're of making mistakes and that's why they never get off the ground. But looking back, is there any mistakes that you you made along the way last year that you've been able to learn from? Uh, can you? Is there anything that you would do differently? Is there anything that springs to mind? Putting you on the spot here, mate. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I mean, I've got one. Shall I jump in just for a quick second? Yeah, go for
0: it. Go for it, yeah. Well,
1: obviously, building the Lettons portfolio for the um, Lettons agency, uh, obviously, I was pretty much starting from scratch. So I was keen to uh, bring on as many properties as possible. Where I kind of really uh, balls up a little bit was I was taking on absolutely every type of property that anybody would come to me with. So you know, like I mean, Take on some, the shit, some real shitholes. <laughs> so so yeah. So that one of my goals, business wise, aside from the personal property investing, moving mm. forward for 2020, um, is that obviously I'm going to be a lot more uh, you know picky about the type mm. of properties that I'll imagine. Uh, because they do you, what you tend to find in property management and lettings is, and this will apply to property investing as well. If you buy the shitholes, or if you're managing the the, the, the poor properties in the poor areas with the problem tenants, that one property, if you've got a portfolio of twenty or thirty, that one property can take up all of your time, mm. and it just becomes a complete headache. Uh, so yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I was very conscious of that actual fact when I was maybe not downsize my portfolio, but getting rid of the stuff in my own name. Was, I, I took a look at the, the portfolio performance and the ones that I thought were in shitty areas or or all gave, gave me... I mean, we've all got these horror stories of the tenants that, you know, yeah. you've had... I've had the the guy growing a cannabis factory, the hooker, the getting wrecked by druggies, you know, the the usual, the police kicking the door down. And one particular oh. property had all these issues like one after another. So it was, as soon as, as I case say, I'll downsize the property. The portfolio. That was the first one to go. Yeah, get rid of that one. Um, so yeah, I, I completely agree with you. And it does. It does. And I suppose that's a, the good thing about reflecting back on goals and and tweaking things to go on forward. Is you're, you're always going to make mistakes. You're always going to learn from stuff yeah. and implement stuff and make it a little bit better. And look at where you spent most of your time and how you can improve on that for the for the, for the forthcoming year. So it's probably a good way to to uh, goals are very. They've got to be very focused, I think, if, you, if, if it's not a goal, if it's not got an action plan written against it, then it's basically just a New Year's resolution, isn't it? So what's your process for goal setting going forward then, and, and like how does it look like for 2020 for you then?
1: So I know, I know you were talking a little bit about you get a bit more technical than this. I'm pretty basic and I just get the, uh, the notepad out, and I'll either write them in my own notepad or stick them in my phone. And uh, I think I had about five written down and it's just like one to five. That's just what I want to do. Uh, So like I said, moving forward, 2020, I want to get three buy-to-let properties. Uh, I want to do one flip, uh, you know, development buy-to-sell projects as well. I am like, because I haven't done a flip for a couple of years, I'm kind of missing the kind of creative side of that. So I'm dying to get back into the flips.
0: I'll keep an Uh, eye on my screen, mate. I'll keep you right.
1: (laughs) <laughs> yeah that's it um and obviously with my business goals for our property as well i'm currently sitting at 75 uh managed properties i want to get that up to 100 um by the end of the year as well so uh that that's kind of i think it's the three off the top of my head that i can remember i think i've got mm. a couple set out as well um but you know that's basically aligning with my five-year plan you know as i said before to get to my 20 units uh, this is what i need to do this year now because so do you keep that
0: in your mind all the time your five-year yeah, plan yeah, yeah, my five-year year plan
1: basically because i just <laughs> feel that if i could just tick off on our three properties this year then i'll be happy with that and i'll just be making progress making progress and then i'll get that sense of satisfaction uh, but i think i know a couple of tips for listeners as well goals don't have to be like annually they can be broken down i mean. In my day-to-day, I have goals. You know, I have tasks that I need to carry out. They, they could be goals as well or if mm. something you need to complete by the end of the week. If there's one thing that's really, really on your mind, then get it written down on your uh, notes or on, I use Google Tasks, um, and it's great because it's got a wee box with a tick and you can just go ding at the end of the week and it gives me a real sense of satisfaction. Satisfying. Yeah, so just, just being able to tick them off or stroke them out. Some people like the pen and paper, you know, pencil and paper, they can score them out. Uh, I just like doing it, the, um, doing it on the phone, basically. I'm a paperless type of guy. Uh, what about you? I know you, you go a little bit more technical, do you?
0: Um, the, the last couple of years, it's, it's basically been a, a note on my, on my phone. <clears throat> and uh, I usually break it down into different sections and always find that having, I, I start with places I want to see. That year. So it's something that I'll do with my wife if it's a, a city break or a family holiday, I'll put that as my kind of top. There's where we want to go. Um, and the other ones like a couple of things you want to do, whether it be something adventurous like a parachute or a bungee jump or a skydive or something a bit you go the travel brochures and do the cutouts and stick them <laughs> up in the <your> vision. <laughs> nah, board. No, I've not got the vision board now. <laughs> um so yeah, it kind of starts off with that. And I always find that if you've got the these of stronger reasons why rather than just a financial goal it makes it a little bit more it gives you a bit of a kick up the ass as well yeah and then I break down the, my business goals and my, my business is property obviously Um I break them down into net worth a net worth goal sorry a, a net cash flow goal first is one that I'll always put in as a, a first protocol and a, a net so net cash over. flow,
1: basically, what's that? Your profit? Are you talking? You're, yeah,
0: basically, top-line profit cash flow after yeah. all expenses are paid from the property. Always want to increase that every year by a set amount of target. Um, I'm not big on... I've kind of had the conversation with me before. I'm not big on the whole, oh, I've got 30 properties in my portfolio, I've got three or I've got 100 because yeah. it, it depends how you bought them, if you bought them right, if you bought them um, yeah. smart. I always go by cash flow, so how you're buying, what, what money what you've managed to show Cash flow, them.
1: different amounts as well. Aye.
0: Definitely, yeah. And um, you use
1: some spreadsheets then to kind of uh, keep track of all this?
0: Yeah, I do. I, I've got an appraisal document and I just, I know yeah. what it's going to look like. And then when I've completed that, I'll look at my refinance, my spend, and then make sure that's hitting my cash flow monthly yeah. target for getting that property. Um, so, yeah, I've, I've always got a net cash flow amount that I want to achieve each year, whether it be a thousand, two thousand, three thousand pound a month additional um, per year. I'll look at that. Um, and... The, the other one that I've added this year, which is, uh, is new for me, was, was to give back a little bit. And it's one of the, the motivations from doing the podcast. And I've agreed to do a talk on the, at the Scottish uh, Property yep. Investment Conference in Edinburgh.
1: I've so, seen your mugshot appear in my Instagram stories there, along with the big hitters in, in the property guru world. So you're going to be up on stage there. Speaking to how many people?
0: The, he says two hundred, um, which yeah. makes me shit myself quite a lot. So that's uh,
1: two hundred potential extra podcast subscribers, isn't it?
0: Mate, I was thinking of us when I done it. I, I said yes. I thought, you know what? People are to listen to this podcast, <laughs> listening to us <this laughs> talking nonsense. But yeah, so that was a big comfort on stretch. I only agreed to that a couple of weeks ago. Um, it was something I wanted. To, something I quite need. I wanted to stretch a little bit more and, and give back and, and and talk a little bit there. And it's I, I think I, I spoke before in the introduction as well about. I'd done a, a mastermind group for the last few months of the year and I really enjoyed it and I felt it was quite rewarding. I enjoyed kind of giving back and teaching these guys. So um, I've decided to do a couple of little um, masterclasses this year. One on property flips and one on property biolets. Like nothing out of the ordinary. No no, this huge property guru that's going to teach every strategy. Just the ones that, that I do that I think that, that I excel in. Um, so yeah, they're, they're my goals for uh, for this year. I've got my, my target for my portfolio and obviously, do
1: you, do you have, a, do you have like an end vision for this whole? I mean, are you just going to keep keep going, like, or do you have like an end game where you see yourself like you know retiring in some villa, and <laughs> I've
0: I've got my my goals, my my very similar to you. Actually, my goals, kind of my long term goals, reach when I'm forty. Yeah, um, you're so a little bit I've,
1: younger than me. What age are you? Just... Thirty five. The 35,
0: I've got four. I've got four and a half years yet. So I, um, I've got my goals for when I'm turning forty, and I kind of work back from there. And that's, and it's very similar. It's a, it's a, a monthly kind of residual cash flow that I know that well. If shit has to fan, if, if I die tomorrow, my wife, my kids are taking family. I've, I'm leaving a bit of legacy. Um, like you say, if I, I something happens to me, and I can't work or I can't produce or I don't yeah. want to, and then the, the, the freedoms there. And it's basically just get. Like, it's given me the freedom to then do what the hell I want to do with the rest of my life. Uh, no. But I'm very much like you. I love hustling. I love, you know, if I if I can negotiate a, lot, a couple of grand extra off a deal, like it just excites me. So I can't yeah. see me ever ever giving up on that. And hmm. um, so it's something that I'm probably always going to do in some way, shape, or form.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So, um,
0: so, um,
1: so I think we're both kind of, we're both like a bit similar in terms of like uh, we're not really that materialistic. You know, we're not all about. Show me your wrists, mate. Have you got any <laughs> yeah,
0: there's, get there's any no big,
1: you've got no big watches on. No, uh, there's no
0: Rolexes here or that, mate. No.
1: Don't post yeah. pictures of our uh, our big fancy motors or <laughs> not no. I've got a big fancy motor anyway, but <laughs> yeah, so we want to keep it real. Uh this is keeping it real here on the Scottish property podcast, which the majority of people, let's face it, you know, most people that are investing in property are not, you know, multi millionaires. Uh, I'll, I'll yeah, here. yeah, they're,
0: they're they're investing for additional income or or a bit of freedom or a bit of playing freedom or financial freedom or or whatever it is. Yeah, they're they're not looking for the huge big goals. I mean, yeah, I've got I've got plans above what I've got. I'm quite I, I do like my cars. It's probably my weak, my weakest thing. Um, I've got a couple of goals on on that front. Um, but I mean, I'm very grateful for what I've got and what I've achieved in life already. I'm I'm quite I'm quite happy where I am. I, I do. I love the house for it at the moment, but it's not my dream house. It's not my forever house. I've still got this plan at 40 for, yeah. to build my dream house and stuff like that. So that's that's kind of in line with the rest of my goals as they go along the, the next couple of four years. As well.
1: I, I've absolutely got no issue with that. See, when I see people who have, have got an, an absolute passion, you were saying there, you've got a passion for cars or whatever, right? And then you one day you're in a position where you go and buy your dream car or whatever. Like, I'm not into cars at all, right? But see if that's what floats your boat and you're doing it for you mm-hmm. and you're uh you know you've got the passion for that then absolutely 100 percent. i think that's that's cool right
0: play that and all, all fairness right i'll 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 tell you something because uh, it's probably quite a convenient story to tell to tell listeners uh about two years ago i was i was i, I kind of had that like oh do you know what i've been working hard for another few years i've never really treated myself to a car for a, for a while <clears throat> it's time i treat myself and uh I went to the BMW garage and it was. I, Maya was only a year old at the time, so I was like, "I need to look for something quite family-oriented." My wife was going to drive and stuff as well, so I was like, looking at the, the whole four doors. I went for a, a BMW, and my, my wife was like, "Oh, you know, there's a 320," and I was like, "No, I love performance cars. is not. If I'm going for a family saloon car, it's got to be the three-liter twin-turbo diesel one X Drive, you know, 316 brake horsepower, and I, that was my thing. So uh, I thought I was going to do it. I had the money sitting there. I'll, I'll go in and I'll. Um, I'll buy the car but it was always the same point I always think ah, i could get another property with that yeah. so i'd kind of hummed and hard for a few weeks and i was like I'm not, I'm not gonna bother i'm not gonna bother and uh i came across a, a property in kakodi uh it was a three-bed entire traditional property and i, <coughs> I saw it in the market and I, but i knew the owner kind of through the great brain. so the guy had the crane company and he was looking to invest in his company to buy a crane. It was a good deal. He was getting on a crane, didn't know anything about it. But what I did not know was him and his business partner had these buy lets, and this was one he wanted to sell. So it was sitting in the market, and it was valued at the time at 110. I knew he was just motivated to sell. So, and then you had this money sitting there. I was going to buy a car anyway and treat myself and stuff. So I said, do right, you know what? I'll, um, I'll I'll offer you. I think I'd what had to get for 82 grand or 80 grand or something, sort of around about there." So. Um, Obviously, I needed my 20, 20 grand deposit, um, a few grand for, for fees and buying fees and stuff like that. So I pretty much blew the money I was going to get for the car. So uh, as this process was going through, I went back to the the Garage with my wife, and she says, oh, I thought you had changed your mind. I thought you weren't going to bother getting a car. I said, yeah, I'm going to get a car. So the guy sat down and he says, oh, what are you doing? Are you, putting, are you buying it cash or are you buying it on finance? I hadn't put anything on finance before, or PCP, what you call it? I says, oh, what's your finance packages? So it's... Three hundred odd quid a month, or whatever it was. I said, ah, that's fine." And then my wife's looking at me like, "This isn't. This is not like you. You're all about the cash flow and increasing." I says, "That's fine." So the money I was going to have to buy the car anyway, I'm just going to put it into that house. It's it's cash flow made three hundred and five pound a month positive every month. Yeah, so it covers the cost of the car every month. So I end up getting the the best of both. Worlds. So I think that's quite a nice story for a listener. So, yeah, yeah. You still have your materialistic things if they're what you want, but as long as you're your portfolio or your assets are paying for it. And it's that whole rich dad, poor dad concept, isn't it? Um, cool. Same could be applied if you're looking to get a,
1: a bigger house. Yeah. Say so you've got a bit of equity tied in. I'm actually in the position at the moment where I'm moving the house and say we've got like about, I don't know, 120 grand tied into this house. Now, we could go and put that all into the next house that we want to buy or we could keep like 50 grand of that and go and buy another two buy-to-let properties, mm-hmm. you know? And the income that you've got coming from those two buy-to-let properties is pretty much going to pay off most of your
0: mortgage on your new house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, aye, for sure, mate. So
1: that's another thing to think about, anyway. So, listen, let's give a couple of tips back to the audience here, back to the listeners. Can you think just off the top of your head to give me two tips that you would say for give, give me for goal setting? So,
0: uh, goal setting, I would keep it specific to what you want to achieve. So, if you're going into a property and you're you want to quit your job, you hate your job, you can't stand it. Maybe the strategies that myself and Nick are speaking about right now in buy us and adding to portfolio is not for you. You're going to want to get something that's more cash flow and an essay, a rent-to-rent strategy. Um <clears throat> so really look at what you want to achieve. Think of the ending the end at the start, I suppose. And another one I would think would be to find a way of tracking them. So we're talking about yearly goals. I set a reminder up in my diary. I think it's every quarter, every three months or four months. And it's just to review my goals. So I know that every quarter I'm keeping an eye on my goals. So I know what I've set out for the start of the year. And I know that, you know, if if, let's say, if that's 10 properties throughout the year, you know, you know what there should be every quarter. Mm-hmm. So I think the top tip would be have the end in mind, know what your focus is, but also have a way of tracking it. Because there's no point in you getting into December and going, oh shit, I better looking back at my goals and go, oh, I was going to add three properties to my portfolio and I never added none. Well, what are you going to do in three weeks of December? Fuck all. But as if you looked at it in June, you might have given yourself a kick up the arse to get one or two and it. it was better than falling really, really short. So yeah, I think um, to keep focusing has giving you that kind of bit of a accountability and that bit of vision to keep striving for your goals and keeping them in your, in your forefront, of your mind basically. And um, would be uh, mine. What would your Tips beyond the same. Well,
1: you you stole yeah you stole my thunder there, mate. Because I was going to say something along the same lines. So yeah, obviously I get a lot of people uh, who are interested in investing in property, and a lot of people who are new to it as well. And you know they come to me and they say you know I'm interested in investing in property, and I said to them, what's your vision for it? What what do you want to achieve? You know, mm-hmm. are you looking to build up a pension pot for your retirement? Are you looking just to pass on? A, Something to your kids, you know, later on in life? Are you looking for cash flow to be able to quit your job eventually? So, really need to have that conversation with people really, really early on before they even purchase their first property, what their end goal is. And it doesn't need to be absolutely 100%. You know, they can change it along the way, but you mm. need to have some sort of vision. So, yeah. like you said there, start with the end in mind and then just reverse engineer it. I listen to Gary Vee a lot, right? That's one of his. That's one of his favorite uh, uh, words phrases is reverse engineer. So start and then just work back. Obviously uh, you need to be self-aware as well exactly what you want to achieve in terms of your lifestyle um, as well. So you need to think how does that relate financially in terms of like you know uh, how much you need to make as well. So you need to have like figures written down and what it'll take to get there uh and yeah i think that's about it and get them written down there's no point in just thinking about them in your heads you need to have them written down and like you say look back on them at the end of the year
0: that sounds good mate sounds good um that's probably a good place to wrap up maybe just go over the 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 facebook group page yes so
1: obviously uh we set up the scottish property podcast facebook group i think we've got 100 members on there now so that's been growing all week nice. we've been trying to get a bit of engagement interaction build the community and steve and i want to, the... see, want to see you do your facebook
0: lives up in aberdeen because a lot of people are interested in that market as well i'll do that mate i'm going to, you can hold my accountable to, to that i'll make sure i do that um that's you've cool. also managed to get the podcast um available on all major outlets haven't you you've got them on itunes and google and what's the other one uh, yeah, across everywhere that you can basically find podcasts.
1: So, uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, even if you ask your Alexa, uh, we could try this just now. Actually, Alexa, play Scottish Property Podcast, <laughs> and hopefully it'll pop up because it does on mine. So that's always good. And also uh, Spotify as well. We're Thanks. across everywhere, um, and obviously uh, if you're on Google. Uh, or sorry if you're on apple podcast please uh can we ask you to leave a review and subscribe as well because obviously it'll help us try and reach more people
0: brilliant super and um, i think we'll wrap up there then i think we've got clear goals we've managed to give tips to the listeners on how they can set their goals and how they can look at focusing what they want trying to figure out who they are as a person and what they're looking to achieve at properly and hopefully they can come up with some goals and even share them on the facebook group then yeah, you can try and encourage people to share them. Brilliant, Stephen.
1: That was good chat. Fantastic.
0: Excellent. Thanks. Thanks very much, guys. Thanks. Speaking
1: of the next one, cheers.